You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Behave is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code BEHAVE10, BEHAVE, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O-Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. As the evil vampire Victoria in the Twilight Saga films, our special guest is all about sucking blood and taking revenge. But in real life, actress Rochelle Lefebvre should be wearing a halo for her devotion and compassion she gives to both people and pets in need. Please give pause and applause to film and television star Rochelle Lefebvre. Hey, welcome, Rochelle. Hi, thanks so much for having me, and thank you for your beautiful and certainly, I think, undeserved introduction. Oh, <laughs> thank okay. you very much. Well, you know, you're starring in a new role that's sure to get tails a wagging. You're the new spokesperson <laughs> for the Best Friends Animal Society with their puppies thing, and we're going to be learning more about this and about you, Rochelle, right after we take this commercial break. So, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code BEHAVE, B-E-H-A-V-E, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash behave, B-E-H-A-V-E, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a back shot. Oh 
Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Betty White, and I'm inviting you to tune in to the Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest is actress and animal supporter, Rochelle Lefebvre. I know you know her. Her multi-talents are displayed in a wide range of movies and television shows. Some of you are big fans from her Twilight role, but hey, you know what? She wowed me a few years back when she had a regular recurring role on Boston Legal. And I did catch her on the canceled Too Soon Swingtown show. So, uh, now, Rochelle is unleashing her talents to help dogs and cats from shelters and help them land great homes. I'm really delighted that you're on our show, Rochelle. Thank you very much. I am, too. I think the more, the more that we can get the message out, the better. Well, let's get right to it. You know, you've, uh, you have many roles in your life, but there's a new one that uh, I think is kind of a top dog status. You want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, a few months ago, in February, actually, back in February, my boyfriend Jamie and I adopted an amazing uh, little puppy named Honey, and we got her at, we actually got her at a pet store that runs adoptions. It's a rescue center. They don't actually get their dogs from puppy mills. Um, they go to shelters, and they rescue the small dogs who they think are the kinds of dogs that people would normally buy in pet stores, and they get those dogs from shelters that were given up for whatever reason or brought in as strays, and they take them to their store, and they run adoptions through there, and it was right next to my house, and so Jamie and I popped in there one Friday, and we'd been thinking about getting a dog for a long time, and uh, and we'd met a few dogs in our time, but you know, we were both actors, and we didn't know if our lifestyle was right for it, and we were slightly hesitant, and it's such a big commitment, and, you know, we were just sort of were unsure, and all of that absolutely disappeared <laughs> when they uh, they put honey in our arms. Um, they just, they actually picked her for us. Um, really? We walked in there, and they, yeah, we walked in there, and we were looking at a couple other dogs um, who were, you know, just at the, at the front of the store, and the owner kind of... It was really sort of a funny kind of cosmic moment. The owner looked us up and down and went, huh, and then turned to his associate and said, show them Butternut, which was a name they had given her. She'd have oh, that I'm name so glad you call her Honey now. Butternut. 
Oh. Yeah, and you know, it was actually appropriate for her. Um, like, it was a very, she's adorable, and she has a little sort of discolored, kind of yellow, caramel-colored streak down her back, which is why we ended up naming her Honey, because it's sort of a goldeny kind of mm-hmm. color. But Butternut worked, too, but she'd only had that name for a couple days, and we weren't attached to it, so we changed it. But they said, show them Butternut, and she sort of reached in the back behind a couple other dogs and, and pulled out this little puppy, and she just... She, I, I can't explain it. She just kind of looked at us, mm-hmm. and we were all just like, all right, so we're going home, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it was the most amazing thing. And then um, we watched her. They said, you know, you have to watch her walk. So we watched her walk, and she has, you know, some dogs have these little sort of, they all have the most unique walks. And, right. um, and some of them walk lower to the ground. Some of them walk a little up in the air. And she had this little hip swagger, this little bum shake that was just like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm just going to follow her around the house and watch her walk. Um, <laughs> so we signed all the papers and uh, right there and answered all the questions and paid our adoption fee. And, uh, and we took her home and, and we've had her ever since. Oh, my gosh. I know. She had you at Woof, didn't she? She had you at Woof right from the start. She really did. Actually, you know what's funny about that is she's so quiet. She doesn't bark at all. She's like, we joke. We call her the Zen master puppy. (laughs) (laughs) So unbelievably quiet. But, you know, she changed our lives so immediately, so thoroughly um, that I, I knew, I mean, I'd always been an animal lover. I'd always love to play with other people's dogs. And I like, I actually really like snakes. I like to go to the zoo and I have a thing for, you know, animals in general, but I never felt compelled to be, you know, I, I, it took me a long time to become an actual, you know, dog owner. Um, Mm -hmm. I had cats at home growing up and we had a family dog who I didn't live with for very long until I moved out. But I never was compelled to be sort of, you know, an activist or anything like that. And I still don't consider myself really like an activist. I think what happened to me was I just experienced something that was so beautiful and amazing and wonderful and joyful and profound that I suddenly felt that I suddenly felt the need to sort of spread the gospel. I suddenly was like, everybody needs to have this experience. You know, everyone needs to rescue a dog. You need to, you need to adopt. And then I know I'm going on and on. I just, I get so like worked up about it. And when best friends approached me to work with them, I learned, I knew about the organization already, but what I didn't know about was the really dark side of the puppy industry. I knew that there were, you know, puppy stores that sold dogs who got their dogs from, you know, breeders. And and that was all I really knew was there were people who raised puppies and they sold them to stores. I didn't actually know about the puppy mill, which is where most pet stores get dogs from. And these are places where they're just profiteering rackets is all they really are. There are people who run a business. If you've ever seen anything on the news where you see like, there's a lot of, a lot of rage in the food industry right now, for example, about how we treat chickens, you know, how they just live in wire cages piled on top of each other and they go to the bathroom where they live and they're just throwing their food. Well, so imagine now that those are puppies instead of chickens because that's how they live. Um, Legally, they only have to have six inches of wire cage, six inches of space on either side of the dog. Isn't that Um, weird? Isn't that just, I can't believe in this time they still get away with things like that. I know. And, you know, the thing that's so amazing to me is that what I find most is that a lot of it actually has to do with awareness. People just don't know. Like, I think about how many people I know who now, without thinking about it without a doubt when they go to the store to buy let's say they go to the store to buy a dozen eggs or they go to buy a liter of milk that 
they know the difference now between the free-range eggs where the chickens get to roam and the regular ones, and they're willing to pay the extra dollar, you know, to buy the free-range because the chicken had a, a better life, and they're willing to pay a little more for the milk that says hormone and antibiotic free so that they know that the cow didn't live with horrible injections its whole life. And these are things people do now. They learn about it, and then they kind of do it without thinking. And these people are still, you know, these are the same people who are still, I think, just unaware, and they go into a pet store thinking they're doing a wonderful thing, and they are because taking an animal into your life is a wonderful thing, but they don't know. They think, I'm going to go, and I'm going to take care of an animal. They go into a pet store, and they fall in love with a puppy, and they go to the cash, and they pay for it, and they take it home, and they have no idea that what they've done is just created a direct link between another demand for another puppy who now has to live this horrible existence for the first couple of months of its life or however long until there's a demand and they send it to the next store. They're generally taken from their mothers too soon and they don't know that they've just actually condemned another puppy to that fate by creating a demand. That's very well put, Rochelle. And I I think with your alliance with the Best Friends Animal Society, I know Michael Mountain. He's a great person. I've seen this organization just blossom through the last, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, seven, eight years. And let's tell a little bit about uh, you've got a good message, a good motto when it comes to puppies. I saw the PSA that you had with the little little puppy, Johnny. And everybody can go to (laughs) network.bestfriends.org. And they can take a look at it. But you're the actress, not me. So let's talk about that PSA that you did. I guess there's a couple that are going to be coming out soon. Well, the PSA is just a way within with 30 seconds or 60 seconds to really show how simple the message is. It has a very simple slogan. The campaign itself is called the Puppies Aren't Products Campaign. And the slogan that I say at the end, that I implore people with at the end is adopt, don't shop. Perfect. Um, and and I think that the PSAs are, you know, they really are a beautifully clear way to get the message across because in the radio spot, it's just me, you know, very simply presenting the facts. And in the television spots, you can actually see footage from some of these puppy mills. And so you have an idea of what their life is like. And I think the visual image is very important. And some of the statistics that we get in there are things that, again, people are just unaware. And and I do have, you know, I I have a lot of faith in humanity. I do believe that with the right awareness, people make better informed choices. And so the idea is to tell them things in the PSA, like approximately 4,000 animals are killed or euthanized every day in American shelters. Wow. So 4,000 dogs a day. And, that's, there's something like, I think it was 3.5 to 4 million animals a year are euthanized in America's shelters. And this is all while puppy mills are out there overbreeding their dogs and continuing to just breed these dogs and ship them off to pet stores. And one of the things that I think is a common misconception that is really cleared up, I think, by the visual image in the PSA on TV of Johnny, who was adopted immediately after that, is Yay. <laughs> that there's, 
Yeah, he's, oh, I, I wanted to take, it was so painful not to take him home. And they assured me that they actually had, um, he was actually scheduled to go on TV two days afterwards um, as an adopted dog here in L.A., uh, on KTLA every Friday they run adoptions and he was scooped up two days later. So I was assured that would happen. So I didn't take him home. But, um, but one of the things that's so amazing when you see Johnny and I in the PSA is that he's an amazing dog. He's loving, he's sweet, he's healthy. Now, and there's a misconception that when you go to rescue a dog, you're oh, going to get a dog from a shelter. It's going to be sick. It's going to bite. It's going to be impossible to, you know, to train. It's going to eat my shoes and pee everywhere and do. A, and the truth is that there are dogs at shelters and at adoption centers who are abused, who need advanced dog owners who can deal with the training and who can help them see them through. There are sick dogs like my dog, Honey, who needs someone who is financially able to make the commitment to regular doctor's visits and medication. Those dogs are there, but mostly, mostly these are dogs who they get lost from their families. And so they end up strays and they end up in a shelter or they were a Christmas gift and the family, guess what? doesn't realize it was going to be such a big commitment and they drop it off at the shelter or they were a product of a dog who wasn't spayed or neutered and a family had a dog that they loved and took care of and then lo and behold their dog suddenly was pregnant and gave birth to you know four or six puppies and they don't have the means and none of their friends would take them what do they do they put them in a box they drop them off at the local shelter there are right. so many dogs that are just homeless people move you know the, in the economy I think it's something like during the, at the beginning of the recession, I'm not sure what the number is now, but at the beginning of the recession and all the, the home foreclosures, there were 26,000 right. animals a day, 26,000 animals a day being brought in to shelters because people were being displaced because they were losing their homes and have, and they were homeless. They couldn't take care of the animal or they had to downsize to an apartment that didn't take pets. There was a massive crisis of animal homelessness that accompanied the recession. And so it's so possible to walk in and find an amazingly beautiful, sweet dog who, very simply put, just needs a new home. You know what, Rochelle, yeah. you're absolutely right. I have a dog, Chipper, who's seven. I got her when she was two. She's a Golden Retriever Husky mix. She's a yeah. three-time shelter reject. She's now a therapy dog and with Fido Friendly Magazine. She and I have been on houseboats in Northern California. We've been on ski trips. She even peed in Central Park in New York, and we live in California. <laughs> and she is my furry Vanna White. And I don't know what to tell you, but I am so lucky I have her. Yes, we do training. I have another little dog. I call her my $500 free dog from the streets named Cleo, a little 12-pounder. And oh. together... I feel doubly blessed. Absolutely. And, you know, that feeling that you have that I totally relate to because I have it with honey is just something, you know, that, that you want other people to have. I Sometimes, sometimes I, I, I go a different route with, you know, there's so many reasons, so many reasons to rescue an animal instead of shop, so many reasons to adopt, not shop. And one of them is just so selfish. One of them is that you absolutely feel like a superhero. Like you have... <laughs> You get to feel like, you you know, there was this dog who didn't have a home, and you got to swoop in and scoop him up, him or her up, and take them home. And make no mistake, I know the way that Honey looks at me and my friends who have, you know, who rescued animals. Dogs know when they, someone said to me, dogs know when they found their forever home. You got <laughs> um, it. And it's true. It's so true. They know. And you can see those dogs when they look at their owners, and they look at them like, 
you came along, buddy. Like, thank <laughs> God for you. You know? And so to have that relationship with something, it's so selfish. But, like, I feel so good when Honey looks at me like, thanks for coming to get me. Oh my God! You rock her world. We are speaking. We're speaking with Rochelle Lefebvre, and we're going to get back to some of the great things that she's doing for people and pets. Right after we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All behave. We'll be back in a flash. Right after these messages. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's 7-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florup.com and use the code OBEHAVE at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word O-H-B-E-H-A-V-E. anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code BEHAVE10. BEHAVE, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at PetCo.com. Where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know, racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sauction.com. Hey, are those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code BEHAVE10, B-E-H-A-V-E, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Rachel Ray, and you're listening to OB Hayes with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBH. Here's Arden. 
Welcome back to the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We are having a great conversation with Rochelle Lefebvre. You know her in many roles, Twilight, TV, movies. You've got a couple ones coming up with Paul Giamatti and uh, Kevin Spacey we'll try to talk about. And we have been talking about your role as the new spokesperson for the uh, Puppies Aren't Products campaign for the Best Friends Animal Society. But you're a big fan of tweeting. And uh, I want to ask you some of the things that you do for folks that have breast cancer. And I want people to know how we can help that in the world of Twitter. You're a big tweeter so let's talk about that yeah well when you know when twilight came along i found that some i forget who but you know someone in the cast started twittering and and they ended up with a lot of followers and peter faccinelli actually was the starting inspiration for me because he raised i think it was ten thousand dollars he he did an event and he did a he did a really funny sort of joke contest that um with a friend of his that who got the most followers and i think it was the person who lost, the person who had the least amount of followers between the two of them by a certain time had to run down Hollywood Boulevard in a song. <laughs> and, 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 and so Peter just like implored all of his fans, you know, I know that, and, and it's funny because I would have gone the other way because I would have loved to have seen Peter go down Hollywood Boulevard in a song. Um, but he, he won and they ended up, um, they got the event sponsored. I think his friend ended up doing it, and, and they got the event sponsored, and they got a $10,000 donation. And I apologize to Peter that at the moment, it was a while ago, and at the moment, the charity he did to escape me. Um, That's okay. That's okay. You're I'm human. Sure I'm sure it's on his Twitter. Um, and so when, when I found out that Peter was doing this contest, I was just really um, fired up. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I, I have followers, and I can do something. And I had just lost someone really close to me. Um, to breast cancer. And I just had this idea that I thought I was going to give money anyway and, and have been a donator for quite quite a long time to Susan G. Komen Foundation. It occurred to me that I really feel like Twittering is more than just text messaging on steroids. Um, I actually feel like it's a, it's a community. And thanks to, you know, groups that Twitter and the retweeting that people do, um, there's really like a whole a whole community that happens. And I thought that that could really be an inspiration for something. And so I created a webpage through Susan G. Komen where people could sign the guest book and donate money through there. And they Twitter as well as does Best Friends Society. Um, by the way, you can follow Best Friends at BFAS. They're just Twitter at BFAS. And uh, Susan G. Komen, if you punch in uh, or Komen for the cure, you can get your local. The one in Los Angeles that I follow is at Komen LA County. But like I said, if you search, you can find your local. So I just decided that, you know, I would ask people to participate in this community if they wanted to and to donate money. And, of course, I wanted to step up and give something back, not just ask people for things. So the deal that I made with my fans was, uh, or rather followers, as Twitter calls them, maybe fans, a little self-serving is a word. Um, We're we're all your fans, Rochelle. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, But I said for every 10,000 followers that I would donate $100 up to the first 100,000 followers, at which point I gave $1,000. So through this program, I donated $2,000, and that was my commitment to getting it started and creating a motivation for people to follow Rochelle Lefebvre's Twitter Charity Challenge. And I just, you know, again, it was just sort of that faith in people thing where I knew that, you know, sometimes people just need a little 
little push, a little impetus for something. And once I encouraged people, of course, it took on a life of its own. And I believe that there are people now who are still, you know, donating and, uh, and continuing. And I, of course, continue to donate privately to the best of my ability to the organizations that I support. You're an ambassador for the cure for the yes, Susan. Yes, and then they named me an ambassador for the cure, which was which was actually very very touching and, and was a lovely way for me to um, to feel like I'd honored the memory of, of the person that I'd lost. Oh, that's very great, Rochelle. And I know you're from Montreal, and my French is terrible, but très magnifique. Mon ami. Magnifique, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And I have dos. Let's see. I have un, un de chien and un shot named Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for my friends. Very good. Yeah, that was exactly that was exactly right. Okay. Well, I saw you on some uh, French, uh, like a TV, like a news program, and you were just delightfully just carrying on in French and English. And I was like, oh my gosh, sacre bleu! I cannot duplicate that. But I just throw a couple of French phrases, like French fries, at you. And just, uh, at you. you know, you know what's great about that actually is that my French is not nearly as good as it used to be after five or six years of living in L.A. I haven't had a lot of practice here, and so I've lost some of it. And my grammar has always been terrible. There's a joke about French. There's you know, no rules, just exceptions. And so when people who don't speak French hear me speak French, they think I'm doing a fantastic job. And when people who do speak French, they can hear all the mistakes that a second language speaker makes, and so it's, it's funny. Well, that's all right. We still love you. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Honey and a little bit more about this Puppies Aren't Products campaign. Are there some websites you can shout out for us? And we will be putting that on our guest bio page with you. But we want people to see the PSA videos and we'll try to post them on our website too. The nice thing about Pet Life Radio, we're like TiVo for the ears because once the show's posted, anyone, anytime can listen. And we really hope you shout out to all your followers on Twitter and all. The, the show will be probably posted in about a week, but we'll let your folks know about that. But give us some key things that we can do to be able to connect with the campaign you're doing with Best Friends. You know, there are some great websites, um, some great resources on the internet. And my favorite, of course, is bestfriends.org. Just www.bestfriends.org. And that is the link, not just to the Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, but to everything that they do. It's stories from all their, they have local branches all over the United States, and so it's stories from their local branches. They have links to volunteer. If you want to get involved locally, they run many events. They run adoption events where you can go and you can help these. Uh, they actually just had one here in L.A. on the 15th of November. They had a huge adoption center in a park, and so you can volunteer your time to help the animals. You can help them get adopted at these events. You can also volunteer to go, uh, I know that they go on weekends and they go in front of certain pet stores. And some people don't appreciate this, and I understand that, but I do think raising awareness is necessary, and they do picketing and awareness in front That's of right. pet stores. They get their puppies from puppy mills. And the idea is just, you know, you don't have to be aggressive, but if you want to go and stand in front of the store with your flyers and just let people know, just give them the choice. You don't have to condemn people. You don't have to yell at them. I don't actually <laughs> believe, I don't believe in any of that. All I believe is giving people information they may not have had so that they can make informed choices. And so they run programs like that. And they also have their adoptable pets because Best Friends has, of course, you know, they have Dogtown, which a lot of people know because they have their own television show through the National, I believe it's National Geographic Channel, airs yes. a show called Dogtown, which is about their dog sanctuary. And you can actually adopt the pets they rescue and the dogs from Dogtown. 
and they have amazing links to animals all over the U.S. that you can adopt or from their own sanctuary. And the other website that I think is a fantastic website that I want to give a shout-out to is PetFinder.com. Oh, yes. And the beauty of PetFinder.com is it's just it's a search engine for rescue animals. And so you literally punch in your zip code where you live, the size of the dog you want. If you want a particular breed, you punch that in too. You can punch in the size of the dog, small, medium, large, extra large, you know, <laughs> and you literally customize your dog. Or um, cat. Or cat, or cat, right? Or cat, yep. or I'm, I think they have pigs, goats. I saw rabbits. <laughs> you know, whatever it is you're looking to rescue. New boyfriends, new girlfriends. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly, I, I, exactly. <laughs> that, that makes uh, all these other dating services. There's a side joke in there, but I'm not going to touch it. No, okay, <laughs> okay, we won't. But you, you know, you punch in that information, and up come lists with photographs of. Everything from local rescue organizations to independent people who just need a home for their dog or they found a dog. And there's, there's descriptions of the dogs, whether it be, this is a dog I found who needs a home, my neighbors moved and they left it behind, anybody want to adopt him? Or this dog is sick and requires this care, or this dog needs someone who, if you already have dogs and you're a good trainer, this is an amazing dog, but it doesn't have any training, so you need to, you know, they're very specific about the needs of the dog. And so you know exactly what you're going to get, and then you can go and meet the dog and foster. People don't know that, too. You know, you can foster animals, which is a great way. I'm a real big advocate of fostering. One of the ways that so many dogs end up in shelters is people make a commitment, and they didn't know exactly what it was going to be. And then they realize it's not for them, or they don't have the lifestyle, or they just, you know, aren't necessarily interested or can't afford it. It's more cost more than they thought. And a great way to deal with this is to foster a dog for a couple of weeks first, and yes. make that arrangement with your local shelter. Most rescue programs will allow you to foster. And you take the dog home, and you spend a couple of weeks, and you fall in love, and you keep the dog, or you realize you're not going to be the right caretaker or cat, whichever animal, and you bring it back. And when you bring it back, at least you know that, you're, you know, that you've had a relationship with this shelter. They know what's happening. They know the dog is coming. It's not like you're just bringing it into any shelter. You take it back to where you got it from, you're taking it out for a test drive like you do a car, and you think yeah. about it, you're going to have that pet probably longer than the life of two, three, or four cars. So mm-hmm. I love the idea, like you do, of fostering because, you know what, you want it to be a good match, and Definitely. sometimes you can't just shop by looks alone. And just like when you picked up Honey and just she melted in your arms, you know that that was the one. But, you know, people, I really applaud you for being both an ambassador and an advocate for making the right choices when it comes to adoption. Thank you. No, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that just occurred to me while you were, you know, saying how, reiterating how important it was, is that the other thing is that some people have other pets at home and they, you know, take it, they adopt a pet and then they find that it doesn't get along with their, with their other animals at home. And that's another, that's, and then people go, well, you know, what am I going to do? Well, I, you know, I, I better get a pet from a pet store because I know that it, I'll better get a little puppy because then I know it won't have any, you know, behavioral problems or it won't have had any bad experiences. And I can, you know, maybe that's a better shot that it'll get along with my animals at home. And my answer to that is foster. Find, right. fall in love with the animal you fall in love with at your local adoption or rescue center. Take the dog home or the animal home, see if it gets along with your other animals. You might have a perfect match. And if you don't, there should be no guilt about fostering an animal and then bringing it back if you have to. 
that's the other thing that's really important is people think, well, I'm, it'll be horrible and I won't. But it's not because all it means is that you're going to get the right animal for you and it eliminates that you might then be the person who has to bring their dog into a shelter or their animal because they can't look after it anymore. So what you're doing I, is yeah. actually ensuring that you can make the commitment to the animal that you take home forever. And there's nothing wrong with taking time to get that right. Very, very well put. And, you know, my big dog, Chipper, little Cleo's her pocket pal. And I've never met two dogs that have been so smitten by one another. And they're <laughs> best friends. I've never heard a single snarl between them. But fostering is a smart way to go. This is a big deal, folks. This isn't buying a new flat screen TV or a new car. This is a beautiful being that's going to be part of your life and making tons of great memories for you. So, Rochelle Lefebvre, I'm really glad you're going. You know your stuff, girl, on the screen <laughs> and with the pets. And hey, I wanted to tell people about some upcoming movies that you have quickly. You've got Barney's version and Casino Jack. Can you tell me yes. about a little bit about those and what you're going to be doing with them? Yeah, you know what? I'm uh, I'm actually not sure what exactly. They're both independent films, which I absolutely loved working on. Barney's version, I actually just finished in August in Rome. I got mm-hmm. to shoot with Paul Giamatti uh, in Rome for two weeks, and uh, Minnie Driver is in the movie, Rosamund Pike, Scott wow. Steven, Dustin Hoffman is in the film. I mean, it's an incredible cast, and uh, it's based on the last book Mordecai Richler ever wrote, who wrote St. Urban's Horseman, The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz, Jacob Tutu and the Hooded Fang. He was an extremely prolific writer in his time and very, very funny and scathing. And he's just, he's fantastic. And the book is, if you're looking for a good read right now, I've got to get Barney's version because it's hysterical and wonderful and it's a great, great, lovable yet misanthropic character who Paul Giamatti, I think, just tore into. I'm so <laughs> looking forward to seeing. I mean, just, ah, oh, it was amazing to watch. Um, and for getting to work with him on that was incredible. And um, I imagine that will, like many independent films, I imagine that will go to the festival circuit next right. year. And okay. that will determine the fate of the film. And I believe the same is the course for Casino Jack, in which Kevin Spacey plays Jack Abramoff, who is actually one of those ripped from the headlines. He was, if anyone remembers, in, uh, I believe it was in 1996, he was the disgraced Washington lobbyist who went to prison for, they actually went to prison for illegal wiretapping because that's all they could pin on him, but he swindled Indian casinos out of tens of millions of dollars and was into quite a bit of bribery. And actually, he was the downfall of Tom DeLay at the time, his relationship right. with Tom DeLay. And it's a really, really interesting look at the man himself. And it's based on the true stories. And also, Kevin got to meet with Jack Abramoff and, uh, you know, work on his portrayal together with him. So it really is a look at the man and the events unfolding. As and what's did. your role with that? What's I your play role? Emily Miller, who Jack Abramoff didn't do it alone. He had some business partners. The main one, the main partner in his life was a man named Mike Scanlon, who actually is a free man today, and he is played uh, beautifully by Barry Pepper. Um, and it's a, such a great performance. Um, again, it's another one where you just can't wait to see the film because you know when you work with the person that they're really doing something amazing. And, uh, and Barry Pepper was incredible. And I play his wife, Emily Miller, who was, as a result of his relationship with Jack Abramoff, knew about their dealings and ended up being the person who, as a result of being a woman scorned, actually participated in the FBI investigation and was kind of the whistleblower. Oh, wow. That's a good so, role. Yeah, it's a it's a great role. Uh, Kelly Preston plays Jack Abramoff's wife, and she also oh, okay. gives uh, what they, what I believe what they call a 
a tour de force performance. There's some a tour de force. Like, there you go with the French again. I can think of a, I can think of a couple <laughs> scenes in particular where mm-hmm. uh, that I thought before the film was totally finished. I saw a very rough cut of the film, and there were a couple of scenes with Kelly where I just feel like, you know, she. I would love if she made even more movies. So she's great. Wow. Well, this is great. I am so glad that you've been on the show, Rochelle, and I'm not Oprah, so I can't give you a new car, but I am going to send um, a signed copy of my Dog Behavior Answer book that actually won a couple awards. No Oscars, no Emmys, but uh, we'll you know send what? it that's to actually, you. Um, that's perfect. That's, a, that's exactly what I need um, because Jamie and I have every intention of adopting a second dog in the very near future. And uh, we're thinking Honey's only about 8 pounds, and we're thinking about going a little bigger than Honey. Mm -hmm. We're thinking about going into the 15, 20-pound range. Yeah, and so, you know, we're going to have to be even better with our training (laughs) because, you know, that's that's a dog that's, you know, going to be a little bigger, and we're going to have to really learn to walk it so it doesn't walk us and all that jazz. So uh, You'll do great. And the book isn't all about doggy misdeeds. It's really intended to help you understand why dogs do what they do. And some things we think are misbehavior, it's really a, it's a normal dog behavior, and I try to help you sort of distract, divert, and so you and your dog win. I'm like the great negotiator when it comes to people and pets because <laughs> I actually like them both, so I need to make sure. I can't be one of these people who say, I only like dogs, don't like people. People, you know, yeah. oh, I want people in my life. Too. <laughs> so I have a well, that, sounds, like that. that sounds absolutely invaluable. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. And the other thing is, this is just parting gifts all the way around. I do a fun e-newsletter every month called Art and More Knows Pets. And in the December issue, we're going to do a lot of things where we salute people and causes. And I think we're going to do something and give a link to the Puppies Aren't Products and you for the best friends. I'll check with your people so we can send you how to get get it free. And it's I'm really reaching out all across America. And I do Twitter tweet. Mine is Arden Knows Pets. So hopefully we can be yeah, twi- I'm writing it down. Arden, Arden Knows Pets. Knows Pets. And the Arden Moore Knows Pets is the name of the newsletter. So uh, we'll get you that. And one thing that my quiet but powerful producer is thinking right now, you need to also do a Twitter on Pet Life Radio if you could. That'd be great. Sure. And we'll just tweet all around. We'll be like songbirds by the end of this. So once again, a big pause and applause for Rochelle Lefebvre and all the cool causes that she supports and for the two, three, and four-leggers out there. So Rochelle, you have been spot on, one of my favorite guests, and I've been doing the show for two years. So Thank you very much. Take a bow, take a bow. And uh, I also want to thank my cool producer, Mark Winner. He makes this show happen each and every week, despite me. And no, I have not been drinking tonight or today. And so for now, I want you all to dash over to the PetLifeRadio.com site, see what we're up to. And I have just two words for all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.